Hello and welcome back to another episode of Stratocast, a podcast where Suyesh and I discuss everything cinema. And uh, we are back two long months. Yeah. And um, we were busy with the college work. And I also made a short film, a short mockumentary rather. So please check it out. So I'll uh, put the link in the description and all. Anyways, we are back. And in the last episode, we had a guest. His name was uh, Mr. Yash Kuberkar. And we've got a lot of good response because of him. People loved him, I guess. And uh, yeah, and uh, he's back again for this this episode. And we hope to collaborate with him even more in the future. So welcome back, Yash. How are you? How is everything? Uh, I'm good. Even I was like kind of busy for the last two months. Like now. Yeah. With the assignments and projects, so but like, mm. let's have fun and like this time we are discussing two of my favorite horror movies of all time. Yes. And also from two of my yeah. favorite directors. So. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Let's start. Yeah, let's and start Yash was with... actually very busy because uh, we uh, delayed this recording for about three weeks. <laughs> I've been I've been Sorry. asking him for the last three weeks. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, we'll do it next week. We'll do it next week." I mean, he has he has interviewed uh, Shakun Batra in that. Oh, Ritesh, Ritesh Batra. Ritesh Batra. Ritesh Batra. Sorry, I'm sorry. The director of Lunchbox. Okay. Yeah. The director of Lunchbox. And uh, but he didn't have time for us. So, anyways, <laughs> let's get. I, I'll, I'll make up for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyways, let's get started. So. Uh, in this episode, we are discussing horror films. And uh, first, let me ask you guys: Do you guys get scared in horror movies? So yes, do you get scared in horror movies? Yeah, there's something like satisfying to watch the unsettling things going around you. I love that. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Okay. What about you? Do you get scared? Oh. For me, definitely I get scared, but like horror is one of my favorite genres because, like it, like the power of like you can actually see the power of cinema in a way where like you're feeling these things, uh, like you won't generally feel right. Like you're there in your mm-hmm. house with all these comfortable, I know comfortable surroundings, and you're mm-hmm. like you're feeling scared and anxious mm-hmm. and all these things, yeah. which is like so powerful and. And these two movies really, really like will make you feel all these emotions you don't really wanna tap into. Yeah. So horror yeah. films put you in an uncomfortable uh, environment. Yeah, yeah definitely. Right. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I'm um, I get very, very scared. I mean, very, very scared, and I'm the worst guy to watch a horror films with. So don't watch a horror film with me. But that being said, if if no one watches a horror film with me, then I won't watch horror film alone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But but I think like we have seen one or two horror films in our childhood together. Like, yes, we have actually. Yeah, we have seen we have. Van Helsing and Van Helsing. I oh, I remember that movie. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I think Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Goblet of Fire was also kind of horror for <laughs> yeah. us. Yes, because <laughs> Voldemort kids. was a yeah. pretty uh, weird dude, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, so I, yeah, uh, I think I'm going to prank you at some, yeah, sometime. I, <laughs> okay. Anyways, so the uh, I've wanted to ask you this question: Why do you think uh, uh, the like Hollywood make better ho- horror films than us? Why do you think that is? Really? Yeah, because uh, I haven't seen a horror films by Ram Gopal Verma because I've heard yeah. uh, he has made some pretty decent horror movies. Because uh, if you see the, because if you see the yeah, old old Bollywood horror movies, there's always that one one woman in a white sari, and I don't think that's quite yeah. unsettling. I rather Shaitan I think people Habibi. laugh. Yeah, there's there's the Shaitan Haveli and all that thing. You you don't you don't feel disturbed by watching it. 
as compared yeah, to mean, yeah as compared to the films from hollywood uh, like we 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 have these two here but if we take another example of the shining yeah yeah, yeah. shining requires a separate episode yeah, yeah. Okay. A, so like we'll do a separate episode but if you, even even these two films uh, you feel a little disturbed about it <laughs> so i think that's the main difference Hmm. Yeah, but like yeah. if we are talking about Indian cinema and doing horror, so but like I feel India did have a very B horror genre movies in the eighties, yeah, which 70s, was the, I guess. Who were those people? I think Ram Se. Yeah, but like I think right, like yeah. those movies are like kind of lost now. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I think those were like probably like the explored genre in that. Sleazy B horror way, very right? cheesy. But, yeah, very very cheesy. But at least cheesy, they were yeah. kind of honest about how they mm-hmm. explored genre. Like but they now, knew, yeah, like yeah, they yeah. They, yeah, like yeah. they knew what they're making. But now, if you see mm-hmm. all these, the new horror in Bollywood is just like a couple going to some old house <laughs> for having sex. That's it. Yeah. Let's get into the first film of the day. and the film that we are going to discuss first is a film called hereditary and i'll tell yash to introduce the film because i know that's his favorite film one of his favorite from at least so yash why okay. don't you so, take over yeah and like one funny thing like kaushik told me we'll do a horror podcast like 3 weeks back yeah and that time he told hereditary and lighthouse but for some reason mm-hmm. I kept thinking it was Midsummer and Lighthouse. So yesterday, uh, actually, re rewatched the director's cut of Midsummer. Midsummer, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I thought like it'll be a perfect day for us to talk about Midsummer today because to- today is uh, summer solstice, and today they do celebrate Midsummer in Sweden. Oh, oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, shit. We could have discussed that. I haven't seen the film yet, so ah, yeah. No, no. Like we talk about hereditary. we'll start off with yeah, that yeah. so basically cool. uh like for introducing the movie hereditary i'll just like i'll read the letterbox the plot synopsis yeah so okay. it is basically when ellen the matriarch of the family the the grandmother in the family she passes away her daughter's family yeah. begins to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about their ancestry so it yeah it kind of revolves around her grandmother's death and her involvement with some yeah mm-hmm. some some fucked up thing fucked up shit i know i know yeah <laughs> and like i have seen this film like three times fully till now and like mm-hmm. i'll assure you it gets funnier on every rewatch like i think and that's true <laughs> for all the arias the movies oh yeah okay Like I first time it terrifies the shit out of you, but like it does oh, get yeah. funnier. Yeah. Yeah, I mean for me, I I I get scared in in every every single horror film. So you can't judge the scariness of a horror film based on my judgment. Hereditary, yeah. I I I was terrified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So yes, do you want to say because after that we'll start with the in-depth analysis of the film. Dude, the hereditary is quite unsettling and kind of. Uh, so, what I'll do is if I watch hereditary uh, in a cinema, I'll probably leave and go to a church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and in in-depth in yeah, discussion. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Yeah, so when I watched uh, Hereditary, I've seen it only once. Uh, first of all, I was shit scared. I was avoiding that film for for at least six months now, but I finally yeah. grew a pair and I watched it. What I really enjoyed about the film is that it isn't your typical horror film. Uh, it's it's not uh, something which I like to call slapstick horror. Like yeah. you have your slapstick comedy, right? Yeah. yeah and most of the uh, generic horror films they're slapstick horror films but hereditary does not fall into that category and it's a fantastic movie i i love the movie with all mm-hmm. my heart mm-hmm. 
so good mm-hmm. so good and i would actually categorize it as a family yeah drama. family drama with, mm-hmm. yeah with with, with paranormal activities or paranormal stuff as the backdrop yeah because yeah. the film is essentially about the relationships right the relationship of uh, a mom with her kids mm-hmm. with her husband and even with herself and with her mother also with her mom yeah yeah exactly and uh, and this is one of the few horror films which actually give a shit about its characters mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because if yeah. you see uh, your conjuring films like i like those uh, as well like I, i think it's great fun to watch a film like conjuring and stuff but uh, there like there is no attention to characters and it's very on the surface level their 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 main purpose is the jump jump scares right yeah but yeah. i think in this film uh way the characters are uh, written and the way information about them is revealed it, it is so good yes do you want to add something to it uh, like the like, screenplay the like you said the, like the yeah. because yeah. like you 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 don't see a lot of horror films right but like still this movie mm-hmm. is very like it hit you and it's very personal because uh exactly. Ari Aster built these family dynamics in a very realistic way and like he paid very so much attention yeah. to the characters right like mm-hmm. if you remove yeah. the entire horror aspects out of it like it still work as a great family drama exactly. and that's like and you like you rarely see it with other horror films like the conjuring films or anything right yeah yeah like the, these have enough like strong characters to sustain without the genre without tropes. the yeah. yeah exactly and like uh, even ari aster said that when he was in the pre production of this movie uh, he mm-hmm. showed a lot of drama films to his crew like one of the films he showed was yeah. uh, bergman's autumn sonata which has a beautiful oh, yeah, relationship yeah. between oh. a mother and a daughter so mother, like yeah yeah, yeah. and like the other films he showed was like don't look now it's this <laughs> nicholas rogues don't look now yeah i know yeah, yeah horror film about I it's also about it a couple losing a child and it's about grief and all those things and also definitely shining mm. like shining is shining is like yeah like it has that booming feeling of a dread like the thread is exactly. yeah. mm-hmm. psychological horror yeah mm. um yeah so So yes, do you want to add something to the, I don't know, the screenplay, the story part? I mean, you guys said everything. Yeah, and also like one more thing, like what uh, Ari Aster said about the story was like it's about a sacrificial ritual told from the perspective of the lamb. So, and you uh, really yeah. see that, right? Oh, so the, the whole the whole oh, movie yeah. is basically you're watching it from a perspective of a. sacrifice sacrificial uh, lamb mm-hmm. yeah yeah and yeah i do i i the movie is uh, i think a little bit influenced by uh, the rosemary's baby mm. uh, have I, you guys seen it yeah i've seen it so i yeah. i i think yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. deep apprio mentions it in once upon a time in hollywood Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hello, but uh, have you guys uh, read the screenplay? I have. Hereditary. No. No. You no. have. Okay, so now we are sort of starting to get into the spoiler territory. So if you haven't watched the film, please go and watch the film. Uh, so one of the best scenes in the film is uh, the scene where Charlie dies. in the very brutal car uh, accident yeah right and uh, if uh, and that scene like the built up to that point is so good like yeah. in terms of uh, the mm-hmm. it is uh, is like uh, edited and performed yeah right so if you read the screenplay right there yeah. are a lot of white spaces so uh, so the descriptive part okay so charlie frantically rolls down her window desperate for air then there's a, a white line or a space right then next yeah. paragraph is peter continues 70 miles per hour charlie forces her head through the back passenger window she gasps for breath but her throat is swollen shut she can't even scream 
Peter continues the accelerator, 75 miles per hour. Charlie sticks her squealing head even farther out the window. Right, so, uh, so if you read it properly, right, so the white lines, I think it represents uh, cuts. Mm. So I was watching it last night. That yeah, yeah. particular scene with the, with the screenplay next to it. And it is uh, like, it's so brilliantly done. Like, it takes some yeah. masterful film making to construct a scene like that. And uh, do you guys have anything to say about that? Yeah, and like oh. another cool, cool thing yeah. about that scene is like the foreshadowing which happens, right? Like, ah, exactly. Uh, yeah, like on the see, pole. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the way he frames that shot when they're going to the party and <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a beat where it's just the pole center frame, right? Yeah. And if you see, like talking about Midsommar also, that movie is like filled with foreshadowing. Like this, like ten times as much as Hereditary does foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh. Still, you'll be like, yeah, 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 amused. Like, you'll be stunned by how this guy is pulling off all these things. Uh, and he's what 33? Yeah, right? he's very young. Uh, yeah, and Samar yeah. was his second film. And have you guys and seen his? He, like, he, 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 he did, I know. I, I the, the film which he which was his thesis film, the, the strange thing about the Johnson, about Johnson, yeah. It's yeah, one of the most short films you'll ever see. Like it, yeah, he'll, he'll mess with your mind. I think he did it yeah. for 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 AFI, and even in, even in that shot which you just which you said before, he he didn't shy away from this uh, from showing all the graphic or uh, uh, unsettling mm-hmm. thing. And I think yeah, uh, you cannot talk about hereditary without talking about the iconic dinner table scene yeah and uh, i i can see that scene like yeah for, right in front of my, I, yeah, yeah. so cool the acting the uh, the framing and there are a lot of videos on youtube which uh, which breaks down the framing and all that of the scene yeah. and like you said yes. like even if you see both hereditary and midsummer ari aster has these amazing female characters and mm-hmm. like these like heredity you can definitely call a horror movie but midsommar is more like a fairy tale folk horror tale right but like yeah. he has these amazing amazing female characters in both like yeah. and tony collette gave an amazing performance brilliant like performance. brilliant yeah. performance and also and there's this Alex trope where female characters in horror movies like the other director which we are going to discuss Lighthouse's first movie The Witch has an amazing female character even Hereditary yeah. or if you want to get into like cosmic horror movies Alien has an Alien, amazing yeah. female character yeah. or Possession yeah. Yeah. it's this 1981 movie which which has an amazing female character like all mm. these movies and there's also an indie movie which came out in 2015 called It Follows it follows. I haven't seen it yet. But I yeah. yeah. Have you that seen a uh, film called Suspiria? I didn't say it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a French film. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, even like, Suspiria is about a coven of witches. So it's... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. it's uh, all female characters. Yeah. yeah. And like both the movies, the first one and the second one, they're so distinct that it's hard to mm. tell like the second one is a... a oh. Like it's a very original remake of the first one. Oh. And also like talking about foreshadowing there's one more thing in the movie where Annie goes to the uh, therapy right after her mm-hmm. daughter dies. Yeah. yeah. There she is talking about how her mom uh and her how, how, how her father died or how her brother died right. Mm-hmm. So she literally says like her brother accused her mom of putting beings into him and that is yeah. like the complete movie right yeah so <laughs> that is even i wanted to highlight movie. that thing that uh that uh, her mother the, the grandmother tried these rituals uh right onto her son yeah. he, yeah. he accused it didn't work out and then she went for the another generation she tried the so 
so as as we did talk earlier about the we see the movie through the perspective of a sacrificial lamb and also like one more aspect of the movie why i love this movie so much like there's cult and there's all these unseen forces right yeah but still it scares me so much is because of the generational things which are passed on to you by your previous generation like the emotional abuse or yeah. the miscommunication which is passed on through by ellen through annie like to, and to her children as well because mm-hmm. as hard annie tries to like avoid all these things but like she can't run away from the fact right yeah. yeah like the way annie deals with it is like she makes these recreations of moments of her life like through these yeah like that's an integral part of her life like so that's also from her perspective of way of gaining control over her life hmm. through the through making yeah, and those this, like and this scene was like really funny on the second watch where she's recreating the scene of how her daughter died yeah dude and that the is the first time watch I, was, i thought like this is so bizarre and weird <laughs> yeah But like the way she reacts and all, it's very funny. Yeah. And again, like the going back to the initial part, like the scariest thing about hereditary is how futile everything is. Like, and our lives mm-hmm. are controlled by these force, unseen forces, and these people. Oh, and how much ever we try, there's gonna be like there's no hope basically for these ca- characters. Yeah, we don't even know who who those people are. And like so, these things are like if you see there's two or three scenes where Peter is in his classroom, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And over there the the they're actually discussing the themes of the movie. So if you pay attention, they're actually talking about uh a story where the character is so helpless and so uh yeah 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 i know yeah. like he has been like he tries to change his life and tries to change the fate but like all his attempts are futile in a and that like they're talking yeah. about how that is the real tragedy of that story and which is true mm-hmm. for hereditary also okay, i was so scared after watching it for the first time i used to like check on the upper corners of the room after entering for like one whole week yeah are we going to talk about how visually the film was great yes, of the course, camera of course. was the, the lighting some, so i have some interesting facts yeah the so first of all visually this film is absolutely brilliant so most of the uh, most of the interior scenes uh, were done in a studio which allowed the film makers to move the walls and and place the camera where they couldn't have in a real location in a real house yeah and, and which gave uh, the film a dollhouse kind of an aesthetic yeah which is what uh, uh, the only colored job uh, is uh, in a film she makes uh, a little she makes little doll houses and stuff yeah uh, Right, and uh, I also like that shots were held for a long time in certain scenes, which made them even more uncomfortable and terrifying. Mm. Uh, I loved it. Who is the cinematographer of the movie? I think. Uh, the cinematographer of the movie is this friend of Ari Aster's. They met in AFI, and he has been his DP through all his short films and both Hereditary and Midsummer also. Uh his yeah, name is Pavel like I don't want to mispronounce his uh, second name is Pogorzelski 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 and even the uh, editor of this movie is Jennifer Lame who is editor of the uh, next Nolan movie uh, Tenet Tenet yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. and Jennifer Lame has also she edited also edited the uh, marriage story yeah marriage story yeah yeah I know so good uh, and also like uh, like more about like uh 
like because we are discussing these two directors today there is this amazing a24 podcast on spotify where Yeah. And even the, the, there's one with Martin Scorsese and Joanna Hogg as well. Yeah. So taking you guys away for a little bit from this, don't you guys appreciate that the the movie is uh, the 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 build up, the the, the unsettling things, everything uh, through basically the visuals, the lighting, like the whole mm-hmm. atmosphere, rather than going just going for jump scares. Yeah, because I I still don't think it's a horror film. I think it's a family drama, drama with drama. Horror, with paranormal activities yeah. as a backdrop to it. So Bad I don't think it. his main focus was on the the scary parts. Even though this film is scary, especially towards the end of the third act. Yeah. Um, and that is also one like I would I don't know slight complaint or I don't know. I wish that, uh, like they, that he would have stayed uh, in in the zone of this uh, family psychological drama sort of a thing instead of going uh, in the traditional horror trope. But yeah. like it's yeah, a I, horror movie, right? Like that, so you it's, have it's to. It's a horror yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, I have to. I just wish that 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 is my my opinion. I won't like cut any points from it. But yeah. It's so good, dude. So good. Even all but I'm the, not uh, going to watch again. Even all the obsession with the cults and uh, <laughs> the groups, cult groups, paganism and every uh, not paganism, uh, Satanism and everything. Yeah. yeah. Like the way he, he has shown it, uh, he he has not uh, like shown us like said about basically uh, about a specific. Group or why, why, why he choose to show it? It's kind of you're looking over it. It's not like we are going into deep everything. Yeah, but like there's so much research done and like it's a very yeah. rich story and like actually Payman is the real demon. Yeah, he's a real demon. Yeah. Even uh, yesterday I was searching. Uh, I was just go doing some. Search about him, what, what he is. Well, like he was like he's the kind of an overlord over the three directors or three not directors, the three heads of the demon church or whatever. Mm-hmm. And also, like there's these small moments in the movie where there's like uh, a weird blue light shining off of things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is kind mm-hmm. of like a and an unseen force in a way right yeah yeah mm. also uh, what do you guys think i mean not think the feel about the tongue tongue clicking thing oh so, the... yeah you guys you guys want to say anything about it no i think i don't know why it's there like why that sound only but that sound is weird Scary. It is like uh, it. I think like it. It is basically in relation to uh, like uh, her, her being her head being decapitated and like it makes kind oh. of a that noise. Yeah, oh. which is something I have read. I don't know if it's that... like true. If it's correct or not. Mm-hmm. I did read this on Reddit. Interesting. So, do you guys want to add anything else? Something which you wanted to say about the film? If and... you love, yeah, if you love horror films, it's great. If you don't like, but still go and watch this, it's great. It will, it will leave you unsettling. It will you will think about it. Basically, you'll have nightmares. Yeah, and like the last fifteen minutes especially will scare the oh, living. The, the final act is. It'll scare you. 
and uh, if you get scared uh, and if you guys get scared and uh, and I know that you will uh, there's a uh, short film on youtube called the lockdown it's a mockumentary actually oh and, yeah uh, so <laughs> oh, sorry it, so please uh, go and watch that okay sorry yeah <laughs> so if if you get scared please don't go to any church go to youtube yeah, watch, search anant mukashi and watch the the lockdown Good, good. Like I started this year with this movie, and like that's why I think it's fucked up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. How much will you rate, Anand? Oh, like ten on ten, of course. Like at least from the first watch, I don't have any major complaints or anything. I didn't like the acting is great. The story is really really great. Yeah. The telling is also amazing. Yeah. So, You go and watch that. Uh, is it available on any streaming platform in in in, in India or in oh, any other country? So VPN. It in is India. on iTunes India. Oh. Oh. It's on iTunes India. I don't know if it's available on Amazon or not. I don't think it's on Amazon. Uh, Amazon on Prime Amazon. or Netflix or Hotstar. It's on iTunes India. and yeah. one more cool thing about it is like ari aster actually came to the mami film festival last year oh what yeah and he was one of the guest yeah he was one of the guest speakers he had a master class also why didn't we go there but he came to exams. india last year exams yeah. oh exams exams and also actually after he like he also met up with the uh, director and the dp of this malayalam movie called jalikattu And he oh. plays it a lot on Twitter also. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Mami Film Festival is doing oh. some good stuff, right? Mumbai. Yeah, Mumbai now they were Mumbai. part of that the Global Film Festival. We are one. Ah, yeah, yeah. We are. I I think the nominations were also good. Hmm. Like the 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 movie which they nominated for the film festival, they were quite good. I I I actually like the one E Wale O. Have you guys seen it? Uh, I I no, didn't I watch it. it oh, you should have. I I, I, that I, watched one one I watched a bunch of short films in that yeah. one festival. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so uh, that move, was uh, hereditary. So please watch it, guys, and uh, let us know what you think. All right. So the next film that we are going to discuss is uh, one of the best films from twenty nineteen. It's a film called The Lighthouse. It is directed by Robert Eggers and uh, produced by A twenty four. And yeah, that film is brilliant. It is. Absolutely fantastic, yeah. and yeah, I'll just let you guys uh, talk talk about it for a while. For me, it's my favorite film from the last year. I haven't seen Portrait yet, so but like for now, it's my favorite. For me, I love movies where uh, you can't tell if the characters dreamt all these things up or like these actually happened. Yeah. yeah. And like, if you see the stories about these two guys in the lighthouse going mad, right? because they are stuck standard in, in it and like the same routine keeps happening like and like you see a shift in power dynamics and all those things but like it's the same things over and over and over again right yeah and and other thing like i think it holds true for both lighthouse and hereditary is like uh an outsider's perspective on these events right Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone was to write an article about what happened in these two movies, how the outside world would see them? Like, hereditary will be about a mother who went crazy and like killed yeah. her family, and mm-hmm. she had a history yeah. of family issues, and uh, 
a brother and all those things right and even here it'll be like two standard guys because of lack of resources right yeah eventually yeah they died yeah yeah then the way eggers has included details and he has built this atmosphere is really amazing mm-hmm. and he does so much research for his scripts and so that's much very research. evident from it yeah right from the way the characters talk to the clothes they wear yeah and even the pipe which they smoked from everything yeah. is so like accurate and detailed it is blows my mind away it's fantastic so yash do you want to add, add something i actually you have said everything but it's kind of the two two men stranded in a lighthouse and they don't have all those uh, all all the supplies like they are like and how they how it starts to affect them affect their mind how it starts to affect psychologically it again reminds mm-hmm. us a little bit about the shining yeah yeah this film okay. reminded me a lot yeah. of shining and also like initially when the lockdown started i would have told everyone like don't like if you're standard with someone don't watch it right now because it might <laughs> mess with your head it, it, I, I it, it will it I, will at some at some point yeah yeah. yeah so let's get into the details so uh, let's start with the screenplay first of all and as we mentioned before robert the eggers does a lot of research in his films a lot of research and yeah. everything in this film like it it is there for a reason it's uh, it's not there yeah. just to be there yeah. you start with the black and white image or the aspect yeah, ratio yeah, yeah, or the sound design like, like even like uh, if you read the first page so the first line is the rumble of a lonely foghorn low faint the title the lighthouse the extremely white shot fog yeah. nothing else inside slowly a small steamboat emerges lighthouse tender it chugs a tiny blip in a vast ocean black smoke puffs puffs from its crooked chimney its old engine sputters softly so even if you read this little line like there is so much attention to sounds to the texture yeah right like uh, yeah. like black black smoke puffs from a, from its crooked chimney it's, it's like poetry it's very visual like you, you can imagine all this and there is uh, and there is also a note in the screenplay uh saying this film must be photographed on black and white 35 mm negative with an aspect ratio of 1.19 is to 1 right so everything yeah. was pre-planned like every single shot and uh, every, yeah. like, and we'll get into the cinematography and all that stuff later but do you guys want to add anything to the characters to, like, like the characters this the thing the details you mentioned right there's uh, like the entire first 4 or 5 minutes of the movie uh, mm-hmm. it's just them reaching the lighthouse and the other two guys leave and these two guys walk in right yeah yeah but the way the detail into which he has actually written that like it's actually four pages in the screenplay mm-hmm. and yeah like, yeah i want to talk about in detail about that one small shot like one shot where these two are like looking into the camera and they're just oh, looking yeah. like the camera Uh, level and mm. they're looking at the boat which is returning right boy uh, yeah and the camera cuts yeah. to the boat where it is going yeah and at like, first you think uh, like uh, they have broken the fourth wall but yeah. they are actually but, staring at the boat which is so good yeah and yeah. actually like there's the way he has written those scenes like the way he has described like he refers to mm. robert pattinson as young and william dafoe as old in screenplay right yeah so he has described old. their physical attributes and uh, how like for he writes this very specific line which i'll read which is like these are the kind of men you'd see muttering or muttering to themselves at the bar in the corner right yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah and yeah. also in a way like for robert uh, pattinson he wrote a very specific line which is like young sees the boat leave and like old has left the shot by the time now he can't return like that's his 
his chance to return is gone now he has to stay there now yeah and i think like that's very important for his character like he can't do anything about it now now he has mm, to go yeah. through everything he has to go through everything yeah and it's brilliant like the writing is brilliant and the characters are written really well and they like the film uh, as a whole is very ambiguous mm, right yeah. so everyone will interpret it in a different way and also he wrote it with his brother brother max uh, max, max like, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and like he his brother had an idea about a ghost story in a lighthouse set in a lighthouse okay mm-hmm. but like as they kept writing they discovered all these things and then mm-hmm. there's a mermaid there's an octopus for a small moment like i'm i want to spoil it crack yeah Yeah. yeah we can we can we can spoil it now yeah. uh, and and the, the thing about this film is like uh, I, i don't think like there is only one major spoiler in the film apart from that mm. i think it's a it's a film which everyone will interpret in a very different way and yeah you you don't know what exactly is happening or what will happen yeah right and it's brilliant like and and i was surprised by how funny uh, like like intentionally funny it is like there are some of the scenes where they like they joke around and they're dancing like they're drunk yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and i i like they constantly bickering at each other fighting yeah fighting and complaining and i don't think i ever seen a film with that has blended psychological horror and humor so well like the comedic still, parts are like intentionally funny but they never take away like anything from the overall seriousness of the film yeah and it is very gripping it is sometimes it's kind of scary but that's just me it is thrilling as well oh, it and is scary it is scary yeah it is mess with you <laughs> and also do you know these guys actually built the lighthouse which is there in the film. yeah i know i know, yeah. I know. so yeah they we'll, we'll, we'll talk about uh, the technical part i have yeah. a different section also uh, when you guys said about the aspect ratio mm-hmm. yeah don't you think that keeping the aspect ratio to a near square uh, it it kind of make you feel claustrophobic And yeah, yeah of course the movie. Yeah. that was the yeah that yeah. that 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 was the intention and um, it's it's a really good man it's a really really good and visually also it's like we talk about the visuals of course but i think yeah. the characters and the acting uh so robert pattinson <laughs> I I always knew Robert Pattinson as the guy from Twilight. Yeah. As did everyone else in the world. Yeah. But I I mean the first time I was surprised by his acting was in Good Time. Good Time. That's absolutely whatever in that film yeah, was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. We'll talk about Robert Pattinson in that movie is so good. Yeah, so good. Revelation. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. and now he has with amazing directors like in every I know movie. I know yeah. I know I know yeah yeah he, he's and he's the next batman Bennett. so yeah he's the next batman so yeah even in pop culture yeah. he's there yeah but i, I think this uh, like the in this film willem dafoe gave a career best performance in my in my opinion like mm. he was just yeah. like how good can you be Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous how good he is, you know. And fantastic man. I I loved his performance. And like like the other thing about their performance yeah. like these guys actually stayed over there while they were shooting, right? Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah, in, uh, Nova Scotia. Yeah. They actually like, found a rock in Nova yeah. Scotia, uh, Scotia and they built the entire thing over there. Yeah. And Willem Dafoe especially built like had a tent for himself like he used to stay in a tent for like throughout the duration yeah yeah it's really good and there's like poetry to 
even like the scene where he's just farting in the movie there's like the way oh. it's written those scenes is also poetic yeah even like uh, i think there he said there are around 12 farts in in uh, in the film yeah total of 12 farts like even even the even the farts were scripted yeah <laughs> yeah just yeah. two guys staying in a lighthouse uh, mm. one is old one is a little young yeah and the old guy farts yeah Same and matter. and even the and even, like the characters are like the backstory of characters is not defined well yeah mm. like you know a bit like how these two are as people but uh, for most parts you don't know exactly who these people are yeah it's just two roommates being two roommates <laughs> you know it if you stay in a hostel i don't know. <laughs> i think uh, such films and especially this film i think what drives uh, these films right and i will give you some uh, example is the atmosphere yeah right and there are certain things that are that are essential to create that sort of atmosphere the first one is the cinematography yeah and the cinematography in this film is is, is just fantastic and as we discussed earlier it is it is shot in black and white 35 mm negative and uh, an aspect ratio aspect ratio 1.19 is to 1 and as we said it it creates a, it 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 creates a sense of claustrophobia and stuff and and it yeah. also gave the film its classic look like m- most of the hollywood films back in the 50s and the 60s right even even those films were shot in this particular aspect ratio right and yeah. uh, the cinematographer jaren blashek i'm sorry if i'm ruining the name blashke yeah blashke he used uh, lenses which were like a century old he used lenses which were which were like 90 90 or 100 years old in in so in certain they, they search for it yeah mm. and they use that and that yeah mm. and that also gave uh, certain scenes it's like the unique texture right like like some of yeah. the scenes have has a very distinct uh, texture to it like the quality of the image is very different than what uh, you will uh, have from a digital camera or with a normal lens because of this they were also vignetting in the corners and uh, robert eggers said in an interview that before starting uh, with the script he uh, he had a certain feel a certain atmosphere in his head so he knew that he wanted to make a film which is which is harsh and black and white gritty and dusty and then he wrote the film based on the atmosphere so yeah there's a very cool bafta lecture of by robert eggers where he's talking in depth about how he how he wrote the both the witch and the lighthouse yeah yeah so like oh. even if you mention that in the description that'll be really cool yeah, i will i will definitely are of course yeah, i will do that and like the words you use uh, he actually use the same words rusty musty dusty for that yeah, atmosphere in life yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah the thing is uh, since of mo- movie set in uh, what, what timeline uh, 1890 exactly yeah, so 1890. yeah so so we so we get to hear the kind of victorian english hmm yeah so hmm, very yeah. like and uh, guys if you are going to watch the film please watch it with subtitles you won't understand some uh, a few things a lot of stuff actually yeah yeah yeah, the, yeah and the uh, language is very specific very yeah. specific and this so much research dude like some of the words like i, I don't think even people living in that area use those words like, anyway i'm not sure yeah, yeah, yeah. but i have feeling like some of the way i haven't heard like it's crazy yeah Okay so continuing with the whole atmosphere of the film thing 
the second most important aspect uh, to create a certain atmosphere is the sound design oh man right and here mm-hmm. i think sound design is uh, it's so jarred yeah it played a really important role it played an essential role and uh, one yeah. film which comes which comes to mind uh, uh, eraser head yeah uh, by david lynch right so uh, so even in that there's this uh, this continuous sound of uh, like the fan running around so so even the silences are filled with these sounds and mm-hmm. here and here the sound design is used to remind us uh, of the elements which surround the characters i mean the right? so yeah. sound of wind and uh, crashing waves and and uh, seagulls and the rain yeah and footsteps yeah. Uh, like in the dirt and all that and the never ending sound of the fog fog just drives you mad yeah. like I, it starts from at the very start of the film the very i think the very first scene yeah uh, i think the and sound is very throughout the film reminding you guys where you yeah. are and also the sounds of the mechanisms of the lighthouse right like oh, the pulley yeah, yeah, or yeah yeah everything i mean uh, the sound coupled with the atmosphere the cinematography yeah yeah it's and uh, i don't know if you can notice that or if it have happened with you and i actually noticed this the second time i watched the film so like foghorn is there for most of the parts but certain scenes when there is no fog yeah. on right but you can still hear it at least yeah. it happened to me i could i could still hear the fog on because it, it is so prominent throughout the film that it becomes the part of part of the film at 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 some specific intervals or whatever uh, however it was designed we keep on hearing those fog ons yeah yeah do and and we so and, uh, and in some scenes where it's not there still we think we sort that, of oh, hear yeah, it yeah just, you yeah we yeah there, yeah so so that's what our subconscious mind is playing with us hmm and 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 the and, and it is the same thing i mean i mean it's the same concept which uh, he tried to which which he showed in us showed in the in hmm. the showed in the movie where two men uh, on an island alone uh, they are stranded now and how the subconscious mind takes over yeah hmm. Uh, and also like for here there's an ex- there's a line in screenplay which is like he didn't know if he was hungover or if he was drunk like that's yeah. the mindset these <laughs> yeah. characters are in right like yeah, yeah. the drinking yeah, yeah. and like the routine is taking over them right yeah like mm. that's why i feel like during the lockdown it's not the best film to see because it'll, it'll <laughs> it's mess not. with you and yeah. and the sound have that of the fog horn itself i think it is like enough to drive these characters crazy yeah. because it is so yeah. prominent and repetitive yeah like it's it, it gets stuck in your mind and even one more aspect of the movie which, which plays a huge huge part in the atmosphere is the background score right Yeah. Background, yeah, of course. By this, background score. Yeah. By this guy called Mark Corwin, and like I think he was also the composer on which. Okay. Okay. Mark Corwin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and like the whole album is really amazing. Like if you hear it at night by yourself, you'll be, <laughs> you'll, you'll be Scared. having nightmares in some time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to say one thing. Not about the movie, the production house A twenty four. Yeah. Mm. We kind of like okay, yeah. Life is good. Life is good. But then A twenty four comes, uh, comes here and reminds us, hello guys, life is nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hereditary, lighthouse. But also like A twenty four is right now the production house which is working with a such a talented pool of directors and yeah. they are. Yeah, I know, dude. these guys are making masterpieces and another thing which like helped in the in the atmosphere of the film was the production design and yeah. uh, yeah. in that is like uh, the like the house that they live in and everything mm. dude like it's 
the setting yeah. the entire setting of the house the lighthouse so good production design and, and even, even like the texture the... and the beards uh, mm, right and yeah. way they drink and the waiter has been lit as <laughs> it's brilliant i mean can we talk about them that dancing <laughs> although the yeah, ma- that, that... mania the dancing like the maniac type yeah and we and we cannot forget the the most epic thing what 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 <laughs> yeah well that 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 scene is brilliant like there are certain scenes in the film which are absolutely fantastic i think one of the most disturbing scenes uh, actually two two there there are two scenes which are pretty disturbing first is where uh, uh, he kills the seagull Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. right where he, that very grabs him by the by the legs uh, for me the whole movie is <laughs> like a the whole movie is a nightmare like i can't point out scenes and with comedic psychological yeah, yeah. but like but even this is like funny like it's hilarious Yeah, it is. It is hilarious, and and I laughed more the second time because the first time was so in, yeah. uh, I was so invested in the. Uh, in the and even the film, the scene where like Robert Pattinson is taking their poop to throw it in the ocean, right, and it flies mm. back on his face. Like, uh, I think Edgar said somewhere like that was inspired from the Big Lebowski scene. You remember that scene where? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they throw his ashes and <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh damn! And another scene which is very—it's not disturbing. It is like uncomfortable. Yeah, is when okay. This is spoilers again. Is when uh, he's uh, trying to bury Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, and the character and the camera doesn't cut, and it just it just. Uh, Dolly's ends very slowly. Yeah. And uh, like, there's a, there's a stop angle shot of uh, Willem Dafoe is saying something, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and the camera just is just moving, is closing down on him. And there's dirt in his eyes, in his nose, in his mouth, in his yeah. ears, all yeah. of his body, and he's still speaking. Is so uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's and, and that's what the film does to you. Yeah, and like one of the other surreal scenes which I felt was the one where he uh, disc like sees the mermaid for the first time, right? Mm. Yeah. And there's a cut where he's just running back to the lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah, there are certain montages as well in the scene which are very like very difficult to explain why it's there and all that. Like, is it? Yeah. Like, I said. You can interpret it in a very different way. I saw one interpretation which which connected it with religion and stuff. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of uh, backstory in that. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Greek yeah. mythology. Yeah, exactly yeah. the Greek mythology. And and I saw one more thing which said that uh, Willem Dafoe's character wasn't actually there. It was just uh, like, yeah, like I said, like in his mind. You can't tell if hmm. the character is dreamt or not. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I mean, whether we we don't know whether his subconscious mind took over and is just building things for him, or if it's actually there and now it now he'll lose it at some point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like other funny review which I read was on Letterboxd was, like, people might think it's a retelling of Prometheus and all that, but it's actually about getting drunk with your homie and. Yeah. Almost <laughs> kissing and <laughs> holding each other as you drift off to sleep, which is can, can I mean can can relate yeah. to first part, but will never relate to second part. Getting drunk, yeah, yeah, and yeah. um, I loved it, man. Yeah, and uh, once in which I think uh, Robert Eggers took it directly from the Shining is the scene where Willem Dafoe is running behind. Robert Pattinson with an axe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is very mm-hmm. similar to the the scene. Shining. Sh- I Shining. Yeah. Of Shining. Yeah, I, I instantly thought of Shining, and uh, 
I like such films which like it is more of a psychological horror, right? Yes, there is a supernatural like element to it, of course, but yeah. uh, that that's not the main thing in in the film. The it's more about the psychology and the subconscious mind of the yeah. characters and and about isolation and yeah. all that stuff. Have you seen this film called? Uh, uh, it's a film by Darren Aronofsky. What's the name? Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, uh, which one? Was it from where? Not, no, 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 no. It's one of his uh, initial films, actually. Pie. Uh, pie, pie, pie. Right, right, right. Ah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that yeah. is a very disturbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disturbing film, and yeah. there's a scene, and I don't want to spoil it. Well, anyone who hasn't seen it, but I can say it. There's a scene where a baby is being like when Darren Aronofsky was asked as to why that scene was there, he said, "I, I just included that scene to fuck up the audience. There was no symbolism as such." I don't remember that scene. I've seen it long back, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's that movie or some movie by Darren Aronofsky. But there is a scene where he's sacrificing a baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't think yeah. because Pi was about this guy who's obsessed know, with. I don't think it was. Yeah, pie. I don't think it was Pi. Yeah, I don't think, think it's Pi. Yeah. So, yeah. so, anyways, do you guys have anything else to say about the lighthouse? Any com- complaints you guys have? I don't really have it. There's nothing. I, I, I don't have any complaints with the movie. I have with the academy. <laughs> How did they not nominate uh, William Dafoe? I mean, I don't get this. Okay, they nominated yeah. him for the Florida project, but not for yeah. the lighters. I don't understand this. Like, but like even like academy has a very specific. And no taste in nominating. Yeah, they're like Oscar yeah. bait films, like. Yeah, but still, don't you think shooting with the lens, which is hundred years old, all the technical details, all the that how the atmosphere was created, the amazing performances by both of them, and everything, still, we don't have anything. But like, I think the other there's a other award show called like there's an other award called the Independent Spirit Award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think very, very over there they won the best cinematography. Yeah, and I think best actor went to uh, Sandler. William uh, uh, no Sandler. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sandler and also yes. William Dafoe also. I think he won something. Yeah, I, I think he won the best supporting. Yeah, actor, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I still haven't watched Uncut Gems. <laughs> so no, I haven't watched. Watch so. I want to watch, have to watch it. So many movies that I have to watch. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I think that's it. Do you guys have anything yeah. else to say about the movie? Yes. I don't think no, so. It's, it's, I think the audience will get more about it. Rather more from about it, yeah, because from Eggers and to speak. Yeah, yeah. This is one movie which everyone has to just experience and interpret in their own ways. Mm-hmm. At least watch I mean, it we, once. We can just share. We can we can just share our views here and w- what are we think about it. But you you guys have to watch it. Mm. We'll link all the lectures and videos about the two two films in the description yeah. below. So please watch it. And also the A twenty four podcast of Eggers yeah. and Yeah, podcast. Please, yeah. please listen to that podcast. It's very, very interesting. Yeah. They also yeah. have one episode with Greta Gerwig, and uh, yeah, Greta Gerwig and Barry Jenkins. Yeah, yeah Barry Jenkins. Yeah, Barry Barry Jenkins is a very good filmmaker. I just watched uh, if Beagle if Beale Street could talk the other talk. day. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. How much do you rate the film? I mean, it's ten on ten. Five, yeah, five on five. Yeah. Ten, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you have to ask about it, but still, it's fire and fire. Ten on ten, ten on ten. Yeah. Alright, so that's it from this episode of Stuttercast. 
and in this episode we discussed horror films there are many more horror films which we we will discuss in future we haven't touched upon the uh, the uh, exorcist and uh, uh, shining and all these classic horror films so we will and i think there's a lot of like for me also personally there's a lot of horror cinema which i haven't explored like yeah same same because yeah, i there's a lot of japanese horror which very good yeah, yeah i've heard it yeah. i've seen the grudge have you guys seen mm. the grudge no uh, the i mean like is, the classics there's like arias to said like for him the inspirations for hereditary were these movies like the mm. japanese movies no called oni baba yes. or yeah there's one more called ugetsu ugetsu yeah mm. and for some reason there's this japanese movie called hosu i think they call it hosu which has this weird cat in the poster <laughs> like even that is something which is like intrigued me but like it'll take some time for me to watch it oh, yeah. i don't know what yeah i i, I, I can't watch horror film so alone so i won't watch it so yeah yeah that's it for this episode yash uh, do you have any recommendations something that you have watched in the last whatever uh i like i haven't seen a lot of movies Same. but like i've I'm, been like the i'm watching the sitcom currently called veep and even that's really amazing and it's uh, by I'm this the... creator called armato inachu okay and and he he has made this movie called the death of stalin it's the same guy oh, i know i've seen the movie death yeah, of stalin yeah. is on amazon prime yeah i've seen yeah, that yeah, movie yeah i want to watch it watch it he is an amazing creator writer director mm. so yeah. and deep is there on hotstar so you can check it out mm. Yeah, I, I I've been watching this sitcom called The Peep Show. It's a mm. it's a, yeah. it's a British sitcom. It is so good. British humor is the best. Dude. Yeah, The Peep Show. It's on. Uh, is it there on Netflix. any platform? Netflix, Netflix. Yeah. I'd like to recommend movie to movie, everyone out there because yeah yeah like because um, there's so much stuff on movie. That's a great platform to discuss. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to and to discuss so much cinema, yeah, so many like films that you haven't even there are documentaries as well, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of documentaries, I made a mockumentary, so watch that as well. It's the third time I'm. But uh, yes, did you watch it? Yeah. I haven't you seen it fully. Sorry, I'll. I will, you I will, oh my god. <laughs> to kick you i i i, <laughs> I will watch it and i will i will discuss it with you in detail after i see it. yeah sure please watch it right now if you can after yeah, 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 yeah. why not watch watch the mockumentary which was made in this lockdown yes yeah, yeah by the way oh, yeah so yeah. watch it and yeah uh, that's it from this episode we will try to be more consistent whenever we get and we'll record and stuff but for yeah. now this is it all right so thank you guys for listening and we will see you in the next one